Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Tyler Griever. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Tyler Griever here. 8150-939 is the number if you'd like to get in here. 3831-9394, the UPS jobs text line if you want to hit us up that way. Uh, you are welcome to do so uh, as well. We have not had a chance really to talk about the fact that Louisville did get a basketball uh, commitment today. Uh, it is a twenty class of 2023 kid, so right now as it stands, it would be a kid on the team next year. Uh, and it is a junior college a california junior college uh, guard named karan davis he apparently is a relative of popeye williams did uh, not know that you know uh, tweeted a couple of times about being excited to have a uh, a relative here uh and he is uh, an interesting prospect to say the least uh, i i would caution you against anyone from listening to anyone who has a firm opinion about this young man oh yeah in, of course in in any direction yep uh, because they they just they can't possibly know. Now we can talk about the uh, what that might mean, but mm-hmm. the tr- like what we know right now, virtually nobody's seen this kid play very much or knows a whole lot about him. I think he's in he's a, uh, Indiana. Yeah, he's uh, from Gary. Native, yeah, from Gary is a, a native, uh, playing junior college basketball out in California. He is a big kid, six seven. Uh, has not great turnover numbers, which is, you know doesn't seem like it to address one problem uh, at least. But I mean, the truth is, we have no idea. We really don't know what this this kid is one way or the other. Uh, and if you you know if you want to see him as a a half full glass, I think you're allowed to do that. Uh, and if you want to look at this and say, if they were in good shape here, they would never be even thinking about or talking to or listening to or whatever a a prospect like this. You might be right. None of us have a clue, but I think, Tyler, I I do think it's at least okay to look at this and say, like, this isn't what you see from a program that's in good shape. Like, Like, he might surprise all of us, but typically speaking, it's hard to find a prospect that nobody else is interested in that's good. I would agree with that. I would also say 
going back to what we were discussing earlier and what we have discussed many times about the positives of, of Kenny as a hire and, and the pros of, of bringing him in, this was not the type of prospect or commit, at least on a surface level, that people were envisioning with yeah. Kenny and the staff. It, it was more of the, you know, the the upper echelon, five-star guys and, and all of that. And, of course, I guess more of that remains to be seen with what happens in uh, the 2024 class with some of the guys they're in on and, and of course, the guys who will be in the portal this summer and the old excuse of, of trying to recruit without the NCAA and IARP stuff hanging over, and I'm, I'm with all that, but uh, I get kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? I get a little weird about some of this because I don't know where I stand now just in general, even going beyond this kid, about, like, are, are we too reliant or dependent on what to expect with these kids when it comes to the ratings and and all of that stuff because i mean the the super six right that's what they i wasn't here for chris's recruiting goal isn't that they what they called chris's class that he got here yeah oh years back yeah i yeah. hated it by the way it was yeah, such right? a letdown like can no we go- i hated the super six thing i hate yeah it. yeah yeah but like can you can we go back and, and look at that and be like Okay, wasn't that like you saw that at the time? You were like, "All right, Chris Max got it rolling. It's happening. Here we go, Louisville back." And it's like, "Eh, well, you know, it really turned out that way." I thought Aiden Gatehom was going to be a stud based off. Yeah, that. I mean, it's, and, uh, he, and he, I'm not he, like he nothing here. This isn't me picking on Chris or picking on any of those guys or anything like that. It's just an overall like cautionary, maybe as a whole, and it's not going to stop us from talking about it or whatever. It's just more of like a. A warning, like, you know, this stuff is just not guaranteed, man, at all. So many things can happen. But in terms of the, the class of guy you people, we, we are putting uh, this kid in, you know, I come back to where Louisville's been in the past couple of years. I don't really think they're in a position to, like, become... Is picky the the right word here when it when it comes to guys who might have potential? Who you know you're hiring this staff and these guys to make these evaluations and, and look at the talent and be like, look, this is a guy I like it. And it's this is the proof in the pudding here when you hire these guys. It's like it's you got to live up to this evaluation part of it. If this is who the staff likes and they want, then okay. I'm not saying you got to be happy with it or agree with it, but the proof will be out there soon enough. This will be a Kenny Payne staff guy that they got and if everyone who was as confident in him as a talent evaluator as anybody has been since he was hired then he should exceed whatever expectation you have and it should be able to answer some of the questions that we still have lingering about the ability to evaluate talent and get the most out of it when you see how this year's roster was constructed well it's it's always going to be true that there are going to be kids who were, you know, lowly rated, who get by the the big boys and who blow up somewhere else. And you're like, how in the world did John Morant ever end up, you know, where he was? Right. You know, yes. What, like, like that. That's going to happen. That that will always happen. That will never stop happening. I, it's not. No matter no. what. And the flip side, what you said, highly rated kids are going to bust all the time there will never stop being vj kings like they're just of course it's it's, it's gonna happen absolutely 
And I don't think, no matter who is the coach and no matter how well recruiting is going, I it has been part and parcel of Louisville regard, uh, from Denny Crum and his entire era through Rick Pitino and his entire era uh, that you're going to take your – Louisville will never be above taking the occasional guy that is clearly a project – that this that you know that a coach just thinks like I can in time make something of that guy, and so all of the like I that will never be a part of Louisville's past. I so if Karan Davis was part of the class, but they had a bunch of other kind of bona fide guys, then I think this wouldn't be that big of a deal at all. It does. It, I can understand it worrying folks if like you're counting on this guy. Yeah. Because I I do think when it comes to college basketball recruiting. The like the the apparatus has been out there so long. We are we are so good at discovering kids and not necessarily like rating them and projecting them perfectly. But like typically, like it's hard for someone to just not be on anyone's radar. Right. That is very, very, very rare. And so. For this guy to sort of completely out of nowhere, like if that if you are apprehensive about what that might mean, I. I think that that's a rational response to this. Sure, I think it is too. I mean, it's. Uh, I think the overwhelming part of this with that you can't really avoid because the results have gotten so poor is that every single roster addition is going to be probably like under a bigger microscope and overanalyzed more than it already would be in a market that loves basketball as much as this place does. Where and you don't have as many recruits or or kids on the roster as you do in football, so you the additions are you know much fewer in comparison. So you overanalyze it and go over whatever you can. Uh, you know, I think I've even seen some people trying to you know look for for highlights from JUCO or whatever uh, of Davis and such, and and not having as much luck. And that is rare nowadays when when you have you know huddle and freaking. Max preps and two all of them seem to have everybody's got somebody running a camera at these games. I don't know, like I don't know who gets tasked with it all the time, but they're everywhere at this point. Um, so I I don't know. I I don't really know what to do with it a ton because you know I, I come back to again that like Kenny at Kentucky with that staff. I mean that was their mo was getting the best guys, and that's how Cal and everyone there operated. For a while, but, but what you call into question, I guess now, and you could do this with Nolan at Duke as well, is how much of that was the individuals themselves versus the programs and companies they were representing at that time, and maybe it's a combination of the two, and we just don't know which weighed more with some of those decisions back then, and we don't get a fuller answer on that yet until we move a little bit forward and see another recruiting cycle with that. Because obviously this one was not good coming into this year. 8150-939. That's uh, the number if you want to get in here. 3831-9394, for the UPS jobs text line, if you want to hit us up uh, that way. Again, I just want to reiterate, like I I am not saying this is not a good player. I don't it's, no. a, it's okay to just say we don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Right. More, more, like I mean, in general, guys, it's just okay to say I don't know. Like, I can't stand people who want to be like, I'm an expert on everything. No. Come on. 
It makes bad radio, but at least it you're does. honest with the people. It's, it's stupid. like, we have no opinion on this guy. No, I'm a, I'm, I can't just formulate it. It's kind of like when uh, when Jack Plummer committed to Louisville football. Like, it, it was, I still feel this way. I don't have a strong opinion on Jack Plummer. I don't think Mark has a strong opinion on Jack Plummer. I don't. I think he's fine. He's fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with saying that. And, and talking this, about bad radio. He's fine. Yeah, it's like, you know, what what strong opinion are you really supposed to and have? Sometimes on that? fine's okay to have. It's exactly. Okay to be fine. It's not a diss or anything like that. Like and, and but the but even beyond that point with, with this case in particular, is like at least we we have stuff to go back and watch on, on Jack Plummer at Cal and, and Purdue, things of that nature. Uh but with both editions now that that have been announced in the past week for Louisville basketball, we really we don't have a lot to work off of. With either one, and that that is particularly rare in this day and age. And and that's not good. Like I I appreciate uh, if this kid turns out to be really good, that they remained uh, committed to finding somebody who's good, and maybe they really did get lucky. You know, maybe we're fortunate to find somebody uh, who had been overlooked. Like Louisville should be doing that. But you have to admit, like, it would be very rare. And it, it is most, it's unlikely, like, that this is a a game changer. Oh, and maybe they yeah. don't expect him to be one. Maybe they don't expect him to be one. But that's what we're still waiting for. Oh, of course. And, and I, to be as honest as possible here, like, who would be a game changer? That's feasible, like... Por- re- portal. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're not, there's, there's not anything that for... Next year, in terms of a, a JUCO guy or some uncommitted high school, unsigned high school kid out there, it's going to be a game changer. And I say this like I like the kids that, that Louisville has in 2023, particularly obviously Caleb Glenn. I'm, I'm familiar yeah. with him just from watching him, and I think he could be a very good player. Um, he's not bringing in the 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 hype that other guys will, but he's still a four star kid who's built like crazy. Honestly, he already looks like a college player who has improved as a shooter. I, I like his game a lot, um, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you like he's you know, this is another, like, male star for the Louisville program. We don't know. I, I like his potential. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in the portal, that's that's what's so different about the portal now is that we operate in so much unknown space in college athletics, even with recruiting, because we're talking about high school kids who might be highly rated, but they're still adjusting to the college level. Now in the portal, you are able to set high expectations and know have more known commodities because we've seen these kids – play elsewhere and you expect that to to translate just as much um i i don't really know what the portal class will look like i mean it's if it's as loaded as it was this past offseason louisville's gonna have some opportunities um but they, they have got to hit some some homers some extra base hits and in, in the portal to really get some big time contributors for next year's team yeah and that's the thing like i think louisville will never be and should never be. Uh, fans should not think of themselves as like too good for a player like this. If a, if the coach, you know, wants them, uh, I, I think the the only objection you've really got to possibly have at all uh, is just recognizing like it's very rare that you would find someone like this who's can have the kind of impact that we're counting on. And I think this is the problem for for Kenny with. Everyone presuming that if he is indeed to come back for a second year, that the roster will be like 
gigantically turned over, right? Well, then every single new player has got to help right now. Yeah, like there isn't there isn't anyone that can come in that you really should be able to take a long term uh, view of because you're saying next year the whole thing is short term. Uh, I think something that's key in this is that this team has been so bad at pretty much everything this year um, that. You know, let's not overlook guys who can do some of the little things well. Seriously. Because if this Louisville team just had a guy who you could put the ball in his hands and he wasn't, you know, a star at point guard, but at least protected the ball a little bit more, then they would be better. If you had a guy who was a strong rebounder, maybe didn't have much of an offensive game or wasn't crazy, but he was at you know, was athletic, big, strong, and you could rely on him to get some boards and block some shots, that would have helped you. More than anything. But the problem with all of that is, is I think it's it's a logical way to look at it. But you question the staff's ability because this year has gone so poorly to be able to construct an entire roster and figure out, okay, where's the spot for a role player? Where's the spot for a star? Like th- this, that type of uh, planning that has to go into all of this. Because uh, really, coming back next year, if Mike James is coming back, and, and I, I want to be clear, man, in this day and age, is it really safe to assume that anybody's coming back? I don't know about no, that. No, you'll have to sweat Mike James in the offseason. I sure. think you really will. I mean, if, if this continue, if they continue to lose, and I'm, I'm not trying to speak for Mike by any means here. I have no clue what he plans to do. I'm just saying he's proving to be an impressive player on a historically bad team, he's gonna. there's going to be some, some calls there of like, hey, man, you want to stay there? You want to try and come, you know, win, win a little bit more. Oh, I'm definitely, it's going to happen. I'm definitely on the fence. I've said that a few post games ago to Ethan. I was like, he's good, but he's also, he's good, and other teams are going to want him. Right. I mean, I, I'm a, I tweeted it last night. I, we talk about him as a shooter. I think his physicality around the rim on the glass is very impressive. You see that confidence coming through for him. Uh, it doesn't mean he's perfect by any means. He had a few turnovers last night that were kind of ugly, but so does everybody else on this team. Uh, so, you know, but if he's coming back, absolutely, that's, that's going to be a big piece of your team next year, but it ain't guaranteed. Well, I mean, yeah, you certainly can't presume that it's guaranteed because we are counting on Louisville doing this very thing yeah, uh, to be any good right? Uh, for, for next year. So, look, I I would love for there to be, you know, a story that makes this not as risky or at least as up in the air of a take as it, as it is. Uh, and you'd have to admit you were hoping for, I think, more meaningful guys uh, in terms of recruits than what you've gotten for now. For sure. Yeah. Uh, but I do think Caleb Glenn is really good and yeah. he will help right away. The question is, I think right now, I don't know how I can – how to envision what his role will be because I, we, we do not have a clue uh, what the group around him will look like or how, how many of the players on this year's team right now will even – will be here or will be counted on to be a part of it. Well, and I also think – how poorly this year has gone and the way it has ratcheted up the need to produce in year two is almost it's a bit detrimental for for guys like Caleb or other players coming in who if if the priority isn't so high and, and the need for wins isn't so high then you have some leeway to 
develop and kind of go through any growing pains or whatever, next year, man, I, I really don't see – if this continues this way and they stick with Kenny and even if they make a few staff changes here or there, like the pressure is going to be so high in year two – to immediately show some improvement results, progress that like I don't know how many young guys on the roster or new faces on the roster are going to be given the kind of leeway to adjust and, and truly, uh, you know, they're going to have to produce almost immediately next year, and, and that's that's kind of a scary proposition as well. Well, and that's why I think it ultimately it might very well prove to be a you know a pretty big strategic error on Kenny's part to not make more of an explicit youth movement right you know and just even if it's not going great like it's not going great anyway what's what is the harm in fabio or devin re playing more you know or this emmanuel kid even you know last night uh just to respond again to that texture earlier no i think if if a core four had played uh and not looked particularly good I don't think people would have killed Kenny at all. No. I, I don't. I, I think the only like silver lining out of everything that has happened is that Kenny is freed from the worry that any coach might have that he looks like if I just keep trying thing, different things that I'm going to look like I'm flailing. I don't. He doesn't have to worry about that at all. We would like to see him flail at this point. I think anybody is just looking for some signs of I don't know if signs of life is is the right word with some of these guys who who want to just come in and get some more playing time. I, I, the Devin Reed thing is just weird to me. Uh, I, that is one that you know I think Fabio's gotten some looks and, and made some you know he he's made some mistakes and been a little too aggressive at times and he's slowed down a bit. This isn't me saying he shouldn't get in there because I agree with you. They they need to go to more of a youth thing, but I'm having a hard time understanding what what you know what Devin Reed is really done or not done to not be out there a little bit more uh as opposed to i mean again i people are going to focus on on zampane and like i again i i don't i he didn't play a lot last night but the fact that he's getting in games at all is just a little like i don't really get it like (laughs) i don't i don't particularly understand i think if anybody coming into the season told you that zampane was going to see more of the floor than fabio and devin reed you would have been like what what is going like why Especially when when Fabio was added to the roster and everything, people, including you and me, I think when we were talking about it, the when it happened, saw it as like, all right, there's there's your backup point guard, like there's your yeah. you know like that's another ball handler, right? Uh, right? Nope, that hasn't happened. When Devin Reed was brought in, it was you know a sharpshooter, had some length, all that. Something Louisville could have used. Nope, not seen it at all. Uh, and and that's where. I question, it's like, man, can you really look that bad in practice? Is that possible right now? Because we're watching the games, and I, I can't, I don't know if I'm buying that one. Well, that's, a th- like, I, I, I can't help but think that sometimes, uh, or something li- similar to that. You know, if you're going to say that, you know, Devin shouldn't play, uh, or Fabio shouldn't play because of this or because of that, like, in practice, because you don't want to uh, reward, you know, bad behavior or or whatever like i feel like whoever is playing is also rewarding bad behavior like it's not like you're like oh i don't want to mess that up you know what i mean right like yep. they the, what's happening you're rewarding bad behavior from somebody it is it, it, i mean I, and i should say i well this is it's a little 
I guess not strange, just the numbers, the way they work out. Zam Payton has played 49 minutes. So that's eight more than Devin Reed. Fabio has played much more than, than the two of them. So I'll walk that back a little bit. He has not played more than Fabio. I would say recently he has played more than Fabio. Um, but still, I nobody foresaw Zam playing 49 minutes already. Nobody. And it's, it's not trying to point him out as like the problem or anything like that because he's not. There's a ton of others. It's just it's another example of like what is the plan here. I, I do not understand it. And there hasn't really been specifics or much of a concrete thing. It just keeps coming back to the abstract uh, culture, things of that nature. And I think that's where people were getting tired of that as a whole earlier than this. But especially when you reach this low of a point this year, people are becoming very done with that. And it's like, all right, we need some like actual tangible things that are going to fix this. And I don't think they are, I don't think those feelings are misplaced or misguided in saying that. Well, look, we, uh, we mentioned this uh, a little bit earlier, but we are out a little bit early today for UofL women's basketball. So you can just leave it here. You'll have pregame coverage uh, with UofL women uh, and then the game itself after that. Uh, so you can just leave it here. Uh, the UofL women trying to, uh, I feel like they are not very far away. No, I don't from, think they are. From being right where they want to be. No, I, I think obviously it's an adjustment for for Louisville fans to to see them not as a you know a top ten top fifteen team right now as they are most years. Um, but I thought the North Carolina State game that fourth quarter, I can't remember I've seen a worse offensive performance from them. Shooting one for sixteen was unbelievable. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I just repeated myself there by accident. Uh, but in two losses against quality competition over the past couple of weeks between NC State and Virginia Tech, I thought they have played well. Uh, they have two. I think they should pick up these next two with Wake Forest and Syracuse, but it's another chance for a quality win on February 5th against North Carolina, who has proven to be very good this year. And the ACC in women's hoops is usually good, but I think Jeff is right in saying this is maybe as good as it's been since he's been here. So... Uh, no, I think that they're figuring it out on defense. Morgan Jones looks better and better, and I like the direction they're heading. All right, that is going to do it for us. Appreciate all of you guys listening in. Uh, as always, you've been listening to The Driving with Hendel. See you. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.